To resting witch face, hello. One stop haunt Oops. for all things. Let me finish. <laughs> Spooky, bitchy, and more. Wow, it's like we're so in sync. We, we just are. start finishing each other's sentences and cutting off each other's sentences. Mostly cutting off. Mostly that. Um, oh, it's nice to be back. It so is. for those of you that don't really realize, because we've been just so excellent at um, releasing an episode each week, is mm-hmm. that actually we haven't recorded in about a month. Yeah, three like three weeks. Yeah, which is a travesty. Yeah, it's been horrible. Um, I I didn't know what to do with all of my complaints. I, well, luckily, next week you'll get to hear all of those compiled complaints for oh our great complaint episode of 2017. Yes, to ring in the new year. Yes, we are going to we're going to talk all about the things that we the things that scared us and the things that annoyed us mm-hmm. in 2017. So get ready for that. Our two perpetual states of emotion. Mm-hmm. Our only states of uh, emotion. Scared and annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this week, we are coming to you from a much more comfortable location. We, oh, yes. we have changed our setup because supposedly it's better for sound absorption for us to sit on the couch where previously we were sitting at a table on some wooden chairs trying to be professional. Try. <laughs> While every slight weight shift resulted in a chair noise, which I mean, it was giving potentially the kind of haunted house creaky, um, right? The aesthetic that we enjoy, and not just like me, just like shifting my large mass Mm -hmm. around. Yes, but here we are today, lounging. Yeah, I feel I feel like I'm I'm I feel very relaxed. I'm on a couch. I'm looking at a Christmas tree. Um, you, is that a real tree that you have? Oh, there? it's real. Okay. I procured it myself. Did I, you? Yes. I brought it in here with my own two hands, which then were covered in hives because I'm oh. allergic to every tree and grass. Are you really? Yeah. I got allergy tested recently and she was like, oh, all of them. All trees. Yep. She was like, do you get seasonal allergies? And I was like, very badly. Yes. And she so. was like, it's because it's nature. Mm-hmm. Well, luckily, <laughs> what I will say is Grant's mic is rested on... Yes. The Buffy the Vampire Slayer board game. And the Betrayal at House on the Hill board game. Yes. Which, which I've yet to play. It's a haunted house type board game. But I, I would actually thoroughly enjoy that. For someone who doesn't like games, I feel like I would actually like that. But speaking of the Buffy board game, I forget. Do Who who got it? For, I got you it. You got it. Because last year we had a small, very small, intimate get-together weekend to celebrate Buffy's 20th anniversary. Intimate is a really nice way of saying you, me, and Sammy because yes. no one else would have been interested in no. participating in this. No, no, no. That's, yeah. Um, that's what happened. And we got the board game and we were so excited to play. And to say that it's... The most complicated board game I've ever seen in my life I, I, I would be an of, understatement. Like, yeah, I was trying to think of a good, like, SAT word to mean, mm. like, really fucking confusing. Yeah. And like just nonsensical. It just didn't need to be that difficult. No. There were so many pieces, so many so, characters. So many rules, so many spells. It was like a 70 page rule book. Yeah. And clearly we don't read. No. Mm-mm. No has no one has time to read. No. So I think we kind of fidgeted around with it for about 
10-ish minutes yeah. before it promptly went. Yeah, <clears throat> we put in the good college try, but um, <laughs> we really didn't. We dropped out. Yes, dropped out hard. And we've never played the game, so. But now it's being put to good use yes, by holding is. up my microphone so I can be in the most comfortable position as possible. Well, since we just had to take a, a brief pause, which you probably didn't realize, too, mm-hmm. um, I, I feel like we should give a little shout out to Kyle for all that he does to yeah. our, our silent third partner. Yeah, my boyfriend, Kyle, who I may have never mentioned on this podcast. He's your boyfriend? Oh, we've only been <gasps> together for four to five years. Ah, but right. I, I don't think you guys yeah. have met. Um, he, yeah, he's he's a wonderful angel who's been helping us a lot with this podcast and just came to help us fix our mics. So I love how you now, because we were so loud, you instantly started whispering. <laughs> Like went into like full on like romance novel audiobook like thank you so much. We've been together for This is NPR. Anyway. Anyways. 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 Let's talk about um one of our favorite topics, badass bitches that we love. Yes. Do you want to go first? You can no? go first. Ladies okay. first. Um so I've <laughs> I feel like I keep talking about the same topics on this podcast, but today I want to talk about Millie Bobby Brown really quick Okay, (laughs) because we haven't talked about stranger things at all. Um, no, but what I want to say about her is, you know, regardless of the fact that she's an incredible actress and a huge talent and someone who I can't believe is 12 or 13 years old and has done what she's done already. But I've just been noticing recently how genuinely pure and angelic she is on social media in a time where like we've talked about how kind of strange yes the fandom is surrounding stranger things she just she really goes out of her way to to make it known that she's creating a community of of young people who are like kind to each other and supportive of each other and she has all these posts where she's just She'll be like, hi, everyone, like, let's love each other and like not pull each other down and only push each other up. And like she went she went live on Instagram the other day because she had posted a picture of herself and Finn Wolford, who's Mike from Stranger Things. And people, I guess, took it the wrong way and kind of thought that they were like dating or something like that. And so she took the picture down and then she went live on Instagram to explain why she had taken the picture down and explain that like people had taken it the wrong way. And she was just she's just so cute about it and she's it's like such a wonderful environment that she's like her fandom is is so pure and and I just love that about her and I love that she's like fully embracing the age that she is even in the fame that she has well I feel like that there's something you said about even just that the fact that being 12 or 13 how old is she I think she like recently turned 13 regardless uh is I mean for me at least was my most difficult age kind of the tween my God. puberty, et cetera. And to be, to have to go through that in general, let alone like in the public eye where yeah. like people expect you to be pretty perfect all the time. Yeah. She's doing, I think she's doing a bang up job. I totally agree. So is that it? That I have to say that's, about her? that's all I have to say about her. Well, my gal who actually also last name is Brown, um, is this wonderful lady named Trisha Brown who it was, uh, she recently passed away in March. Mm-hmm. Um, she was old. She was like in her 80s. Okay. Um, she was a just a, a modern dance pioneer. And she, uh, she <laughs> I'd just like to point out that 
So another thing that we're trying out in this, in this setup is to not be just like mouth breathing into the microphones. So since we're on the couch, we're able to like sit back and out of the corner of my eye to see Bailey slowly just slump backwards into the couch. Like she is. I'm so relaxed. Like into the upside down. Bye. Bye. Um, anyways, so Trisha Brown, she had a career that spanned 40, 50 years. Um, modern dance pioneer. And since I am. I'm going into my last semester of my uh, master's program in dance. I have chosen to write my thesis about her and um, specifically about one of her pieces that she made. But so um, been doing a lot of research and she just was a really awesome. She just seemed like a really awesome person, really smart and was a really pioneering kind of female force and female dancing body in That's times so of cool. counterculture and through till um, she just passed away, but she, um, her company still exists and, um, just had an engagement at the Joyce theater in downtown New York. And, um, yeah, it's, it's nice that, you know, to pick a, when you have to be writing a large academic body of work that you pick a topic that you're, you enjoy and that you're like happy mm -hmm. to spend some time with. And she's the kind of gal that I just, you know, re reading just different um testimonies that she's made and diary entries and seeing interviews she just was a really awesome person and had a lot of just brilliant ideas and didn't really try and um I don't know I feel like especially when you hear people in the arts talk about their work they mm -hmm. sometimes can come off as very pretentious and very like grandiose and for her it was really the opposite it just was kind of like this is what I'm doing and this is what this is what it is and I'm just following my body and I'm following this impulse to create art so I Shout out to good old Trish, Trisha Brown. She sounds like a very cool lady. Yeah, big fan. Well, great. <laughs> I have I have so many voices that I, I know. I like podcast. it. It's like I'm um, <clears throat> wearing many hats. I see that Grant is now touching the fidget spinner that I purchased today. Yeah, so I got to Bailey's apartment and she immediately prompted to show me her new fidget spinner. And I, it, in total disdain, was like, I think that's stupid. I don't really understand the point of it. And now promptly after fidgeting with a pen for mm -hmm. the first 10 minutes we've been recording, I have now moved on to this fidget spinner. Um, yeah, I've just, I've really felt drawn to these recently. I've never had one. I decided I wanted one. I found one that had R2-D2 on it and I purchased it. Oh yeah, there he is. I didn't even mm -hmm. realize. Oh yeah. Um, I knew it was Star Wars themed because yeah. it says Star Wars on it. Well, I saw the new <laughs> Star Wars yesterday and... I'm surprised that, that there well, wasn't Well, I like, wanted Carrie Fisher to be... Well, you already did I already did her, so I couldn't Daisy, do her again. Daisy Ridley? I, I, mean? I really do love Daisy Ridley Sorry, I don't well. mean to project like... Oh, no, it's what, fine. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, <laughs> what, what women you should be talking about. Yeah, but it was, it was very touching and sad and incredible to see Carrie in her final film. Is um, it... Um, is it the last one? Like, are they doing more? No, they're doing more, but it's, I mean, it's her last one. Well, she rec she yes. filmed everything before her death, so then they... Right. And also her daughter was in it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love, I fucking love um, <laughs> Billy Lord. I'm, I think she's great. Yeah. She was, she was, it was very cute to see them together in the film. Oh, that's so sad. Um, but I won't say anymore because people get mad about spoilers, including myself. <clears throat> However, I will say... Um, I'm, I'm going to be talking about, um, a topic this week. And since this is coming out the day after Christmas, is that true? Um, yes. Yeah. Christmas is next Monday. Yep. So this is this Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. Um, so I wanted to talk about something 
festive, but dark and fucking creepy. I'm of so, course. I'm and when I first was talking about how we were we were recording an episode that was going to come out like right around Christmas, Kyle was Kyle had said, "Oh well, you have to talk about Jean Benet." Oh. Which, well, I'm not going. I'm not going to talk about Jean Benet because this isn't a murder podcast. But we do love murder. And we do we love murder. Do I absolutely love? I, I don't absolutely love Jean Benet, but I'm absolutely fascinated by her story and by her death. I've visited her home. I I've done so much research on this case, and I cannot figure out what happened to her. Oh, I'm I'm convinced that CBS special that aired last year really really convinced me. Really? Wait. Yes. Also, I just want to say the reason that this is connected to Christmas okay, is sorry. because of her death did take place on Christmas Eve. Yes. Um, it wasn't just like Merry Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> let's talk about a murder of a preteen beauty queen. Yes, exactly. Not preteen because she was like six. Shh, yeah. Ooh, I guess that is pre 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 preteen. Pre, yeah, that is that is preteen. Yes. But okay, really quickly before I get into <laughs> the actual topic of the week, please explain place. to me how you've been convinced what happened to her. Well, okay, so I think it was about a year ago. CBS did like a two part. Um, did you see it? The like. Oh, no, well, oh, okay. I don't think so. And it, Wait, I want to really give a quick overview on what happened to her. Okay, guess we are talking about JonBenet. Sorry. <laughs> really quickly, um, JonBenet was, yeah, I think around six years old, um, went supposedly missing, um, and they found a ransom note in her home and everything, and then finally her, her body is found in the basement of their home of John and Patsy Ramsey. Um, and there have been a lot of a lot of theories. A lot of questions, a lot of theories about what happened to her, if the parents were involved. Um, and there are a lot of reasons to believe the family was involved. But then there are also these supposedly outside forces that could have been at work. So, yeah, we won't go into all the details. But the CBS documentary that I saw, um, they recreate the crime scene. And it's a couple um, investigators who make a really, really strong case that Burke Ramsey, mm-hmm. her brother, mm-hmm. killed her and that her parents covered it up. Yep. And for me, I mean, I don't want to be sued because he, I'm pretty sure Burke Ramsey is suing CBS for like oh a lot of money because wow. they like leave it as like. Yeah. I mean, these are absolutely just our theories. We have. Well, I'm just, I'm going no off grounds. of a theory right. that was already presented. Well, anyways, uh, don't sue me. Uh, but I, it, I feel like it made a really, not only was it a really good argument, it really, it it tied up a lot of loose ends into like the parents' strange behavior right? and how the evidence didn't really match up to a, a stranger break-in. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, if one of your children accidentally killed one of your other children... You want to try to at least save one of them if you can. Yeah, which I think is what happens, which, again, right. uh, there's a lot of weird... If you don't know the story, I mean, you probably do. It's a kind of one of the most famous right. murder cases, unsolved murder cases of all time, look it up. It it's has very some Christmas, has little toddlers and tiaras, mm-hmm. has a little, um, I was going to say Southern charm, but it definitely took place in Colorado. Yep. Absolutely. Sweet. Um, so we're not talking about yeah, that. Yeah. Sorry. We're not talking about that, <laughs> but, um, Sean Bonet, you are missed. There's, there's, there's apparently a conspiracy theory that, um, I think Katy Perry. Oh yes. Jean Benet. I saw that. <laughs> they look like weirdly alike. <laughs> Don't get me started on com- conspiracy theories. That's for next week. Oh, is it? Oh yeah. Oh, oh. Ooh, it oh yeah. Woo! All right. Okay. I'll shut up. Anyway, 
What I actually am going to talk about this week, which also is quite related to Christmas, is the legend of Krampus. Fuck. Yes. Um, so for those of you who don't know, you probably most people know Krampus from that 2015 movie starring uh, Tony Collette and Adam Scott and who the fuck knows who else. Alison Tolman is in it. Okay. Uh, I saw it in theaters. I mean, was I wasn't good. asking you to give me the rest of the cast list, but well, okay. That was the end of the list that I cool. can remember. Um, so I did a little bit of research into this because clearly the legend goes back, you know, much further than that film. Um, and the legend says that while good little girls and boys are, are writing letters to Santa and waiting for St. Nicholas to bring them what they wished for this year, good little Satan worshippers like ourselves are anxiously awaiting the arrival of Krampus, the hideous hooved devil monster who is half goat, <laughs> half demon, and exactly what we want for Christmas on this podcast. Half yes. goat, half demon. I did write that ahead of time. I um, and can I, tell. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, which half is the goat? Which half is the demon? That's what I want to know. These That's are ling- a great question. question. These are ling- lingering questions I have from the Bell Witch episode, mm. where it was like, nope, it definitely talked about the, it was like, what is the body of a dog, head of a rabbit, or oh, something like yeah, that. And yeah, it was yeah, like, yeah. to what scale? Right. So this, I want to know which half. Bottom half, top half, split down the middle. Right. I'm going to explain his appearance a little bit. It Perfect. doesn't seem very clear cut as like, it's it's not like a centaur situation. Gotcha. Um, so as I said, Krampus has come more into popularity in recent years because of that film. Um, but the legend of Krampus actually dates back far, far further than that. He may have started as a purely pagan creation, but he is... Um, he's a large part of pre-Christian Alpine traditions and communities in areas like Austria, Bavaria, Croatia, Hungary, Slovenia, et cetera, et cetera. Um, since then though, he has been crafted into more Christian traditions as well. Um, and is sometimes seen to go kind of hand in hand with St. Nicholas as his evil dark companion. Although his exact origins are unclear. He is known as a half-goat, half-demon, or sometimes as the horned god of the witches, mm. like our lord and savior on this So he's podcast. dad. Hi, dad. Um, he punishes children who have misbehaved during the Christmas season and the rest of the year. Um, so by the 17th century, he Wait, had, but, but, the, but the Satan worshippers call for him. No. No, I was kidding about that. Oh, he's not. He's not a desire. He's he, in in popular culture. He he has become kind of like a cool, like millennial, really Satan figure a little bit. Oh, not wow. in America, but um, he's not a desired figure. He's not someone you want. I see. To so have you, around. you lied earlier. Yeah, and actually, it's I fact- lie. I <laughs> lie all the time on this Great. podcast. Don't believe anything I say. Um, I, th- that was just a little fanfare for Perfect. you. Perfect. I like it. Great. Um. But at this point, by the 17th century, he had been incorporated into various uh, Christian winter celebrations and paired alongside St. Nicholas. So although he's he's not in any way a pleasant figure, it seems like the Alpine communities, like, they, they, they really get into it. Like, there's, I'll get, I'll get into it. In Austria, Krampus was actually banned for a little bit with the government even distributing pamphlets saying Krampus is an evil man to the public in the 1950s. Oh, wow. Yeah. But luckily he's had a resurgence. He had a resurgence at the turn of the century and continues to be a major figure in that area of the world. It's kind of like a, you know, the, a dark play on the whole, like, keep Christ and Christmas. Yeah. Keep Christmas. 
Keep Krampus in Christmas. Keep keep Krampus keep Christ in Christmas. Keep Krampus out of Christmas. Um, now, in appearance, Krampus is generally large and hairy with cloven hooves mm. and the horns of a goat. He mm. also has a, a long tongue that he uses, in my opinion, far too often to be licking children. In in a lot of the images I've seen of him, it's Ooh. kind of it's like very long and kind of like wrapped around them, which is like really. A- Blanket? Just like a blanket. Just like a tongue blanket? Yeah, just like a warm hug. Oh, um, thanks, Krampus. Yeah, so um, he also has fangs and carries chains, which are supposedly meant to represent the binding of the devil by the Christian church. Um, and he also carries bundles of birch branches, which he uses to beat children. So that's great. Additionally, he's sometimes depicted as carrying a sock, a sack or a basket. That carrying he, a sock. <laughs> just a single sock. He's looking for its mate. Mm, uh, a sack or a basket that he uses to, quote, cart off evil children for drowning, eating, or transport to hell. Well, I mean, if he's coming for the, if, if it's for evil children... Maybe I mean, I think, maybe he actually is. But it's doing like when the I think work. when they're saying evil, it's like when you're a naughty child who like yeah, stole like candy kind of or like asshole. hit your sister. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, put your tongue back in your mouth. Transport to hell. Transport to hell. Like, well, oop, there's my ride. <laughs> See you in hell, friends. It's like the worst Uber driver. Honestly. Um, One sock. <laughs> sock Stri- in hand. Stri- child in hand. <laughs> child in mouth. <laughs> Hellbound. Tongue everywhere. Woo. Um, so now Krampus is widely celebrated through parts of Europe, like Austria and Germany, and even in some places in America, such as Austin, Chicago, Nashville, and Portland, which have all hosted a Krampus haunted house for Christmas this year, which like, where was I? Well, but do they mean like celebrate kind of as like, um, is it like celebrate like in like an ironic way? Like, oh, if we celebrate you, you'll go away. Or is it like, no, I think it's like how we celebrate, like how we celebrate, like dark scary things on this podcast or Halloween or things like that where it's like yes the like the legend is scary but it's like I it doesn't have so sinister of a background because it's not like there was a man named Krampus who was like killing children in the 15th century it's like this has been it doesn't like probably not real Mm -hmm. I I think Krampus is about as real as Santa is so just (gasps) take with that what you will that's a loaded statement okay he's playing with the fidget spinner again (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, listeners. Um, so, also, I will say that I there's a lot of this information all all over the web. Um, but there's I got a lot of it from like Wikipedia, and there's a whole story on travel, but spelled T R V L um, dot com about all travel. the places where you can go see the Krampus celebrations and cool. things like that. Um, but so generally, Krampus's big night oh fun is on December 5th, and it's called oh. Krampus Knocked or Krampus Night, um, which it's already taken place. So Yeah, Sorry. so that already happened. Yeah. And well, we're still here. Yeah, we're, we are still alive, and we have not been good children this year. I so. definitely haven't. Um, so it takes place the night before the Feast of Nicholas, Feast of St. Nicholas in Europe. And honestly, um, it sounds kind of like an absolutely terrifying haunted version of SantaCon, which can oh. you think of anything worse? SantaCon. You're right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Valid. For those of you who don't know, SantaCon is a New York tradition that I simply, Sucks. I cannot wrap my mind around in which mostly frat boys and girls 
dress up as Santa and or a slutty elf and then get really drunk and frolic around the city for an entire day in December. Not yeah. to slut shame. Like if you want to, if you want to put your elf, oh. elf bells out there, you do that, but yeah, just no. don't do it on top of everyone else, which is it's like, just, it's not a, it's not a proud day no. for America. Not that we've been having many mm. proud days Mm-mm. since, but yeah. Like, but it's just like they, they travel in packs. They're very loud. They're very drunk by the end of it. And yes, it's not the best. Um, on Krampus night, a bunch of people dress up like Krampus wearing masks and full body suits. And let me actually just like, here's an example. Okay. So what I'm looking at is like if a true like hellhound and a centaur mm-hmm. and Michael Myers and kind of like Jon Snow from Game of Thrones. Yeah. Is the outfit. Definitely. I'm just trying to describe like, like mm-hmm. Freddy Cougar. Like it's like all of that was thrown into a Petri dish and what was pooped out was this mm-hmm. a heinous looking monster, but yeah. like kind of in a stylish outfit. Kind of. Yeah. Looks better than me, but whatever. Yeah. So the, the, the photos are, are honestly kind of terrifying. Um, but they so they'll go out at night with Saint Nicholas, and legend says that Saint Nicholas distributes toys to the good kids, while Krampus deals with the bad kids, and presumably would beat them, kidnap them, eat them, and sometimes drag them to hell. But that's neither here nor there nowadays. Um, it that's kind also like of, a wide spectrum. It really of, is. I guess maybe it depends on how bad right. you've been. But it's like, like I today, t- are you are you going to get like a little whipping, or are you going to spend the rest of eternity in hell? Yes. Yes, I agree. Um, but you know what? Today, it sounds like they kind of all just get drunk and scare people, um, as it is customary to drink Krampuslauf or Krampus schnapps, which is a oh. strong distilled fruit brandy. I didn't like, realize that schnapps yum. had a translation in German. <laughs> yeah, I don't I, I don't know what I'm speaking. You said it's a, like a brandy? Yeah. I mean, it sounds hella gross. I'd try it. I mean, if it's... If it's in the name of the goat devil, then of course. Well, yes. Um, and these events are sometimes called Krampus runs, and they take place on some other nights in December as well. So we haven't missed you haven't missed all of the events. You might still be able to get out there and get your Krampus on. Yeah, gotta gotta book those flights to Austria. <laughs> Cramp it up. <laughs> like oh, I got the Krampus runs. <laughs> I feel like. We're in a weird place today. This must be you know very what? annoying it's, for you. It's, listeners. it's because I think it's a lot of things. It's almost the holidays. Well, by the time you listen to it, it is the holidays. And I feel like, I mean, I'm freshly on winter break. And mm-hmm. I feel like I've had a volatile roller coaster of emotions over the past couple of days. Yes. Of just like lack of sleep right. mixed with um, peppermint schnapps. Peppermint schnapps. Um, yeah, Krampus and you know, snaps. we haven't done this for a few weeks, so we're, yeah, we're getting we're, back, we're into back into it. it. We're just no excuses. Settling but, in, but but all the excuses. But all the excuses. Um, our complaint for this week will be that ourselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, <clears throat> hilariously, I wrote <laughs> to myself, mm-hmm. um, so better you better find this funny. It is also a custom to exchange greeting cards featuring Krampus that include humorous rhymes or poems. Krampus is often featured looming menacingly over children on these cards, which is just like a really cute season's greetings, you know? Do we have an example of what these little rhyming limericks? Nope, but do you want to make be? one up? Sure. Um, oh, you said yes to that? Okay, uh, go ahead. I'm going to use my, my imp- <laughs> improvis- improvisation skills. Um, Krampus, Krampus, sure is fun. 
Krampus, Krampus licks someone. <laughs> that's that's all I have. Okay, great. That was amazing. So that's basically the whole Krampus amazing. myth. Um, just to give you a little synopsis of just of the film, if you haven't seen it, obviously doesn't really follow this legend no. really at all. Um, but basically it's about a boy whose family is kind of like fighting and dysfunctional over the holidays. Um, so he's feeling really disheartened with the whole holiday season and his bad spirits end up kind of summoning Krampus to their house, which I don't think is exactly how he's supposed to work. Yeah. It's a little more nuanced than that. From okay. My recollection. It's on HBO Go. I've actually been meaning to rewatch it. Okay. It's... Wait. So tell me a little bit. Did you, was it good or? Yeah. It's I haven't good. Seen it's, it. um, it's kind of like, I think if you, if you like, you want like a, uh, Christmas themed scary movie that has a low body count, but high number of jump scares. Okay. Isn't it a little bit of a comedy too? It is. It's kind of like a, like a block comedy. Okay. Uh, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Okay. I will say the experience that I have had with Krampus was last Halloween. Um, I was at universal studios, Orlando, my favorite place in the world. Home away from home. Yep. Um, and they have this event there called Halloween Horror Nights, which is, mm. um, which takes place throughout all of October and, and some of September. And basically it's just like a, a huge park wide haunted, scary situation. And they have all these character actors out in the streets, like clowns chasing you with chainsaws and that kind of shit that oh, <laughs> Grant doesn't seem into that. Um, but then they have a ton of different haunted houses that are based on a lot of different films and shows and things like that. Um, so they had like American horror story and the movie Halloween and the exorcist and like just a bunch of fun shit, but they also had a Krampus house last year while I was there. And I was such a poser was fucking terrified of doing Halloween horror nights. (laughs) Um, because it's, I had never, I had never done something like that. I'm not a huge haunted house person. I don't really like people like touching me or not that they can touch you, but like some houses, I know can, some like, can. Yeah. That, that actually, that yeah. Takes like the, the thought different. that the, someone's like jumping out at me. So in such a close range, I didn't love that idea. So I was very freaked out and I kind of insisted that we do whatever was the least scary house first, which turned out to be Krampus because <laughs> the house was kind of just like a pleasant snowy Christmas scene. Mm-hmm. But then around every corner there were like those uh, elf people with like the wooden masks that kept kind of coming yeah. out at me. And I, I learned about myself, how I react in that kind of situation. And I, I it was like, I could see them coming and instead, and like, instead of just like screaming or jumping, I would, I guess politely would, was kept just being like, no, no, please. No, 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 please. And okay. No. How, 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 how have we not discussed this no. on this podcast? How I have the exact same reaction in haunted houses. <laughs> I went to a haunted house in Salem, Massachusetts, and I learned also through that experience that when someone jumps out of me, I scream, no, thank you. <laughs> Just like, no, thank you. Like, like, like trying to respect the performers. <laughs> really appreciate what you're doing, but like, I'm good. Thanks so much. Like, please take this elsewhere. Like, you can scare, like, whoever I'm with, but please keep, like, a good five foot distance. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was that was a uh, that was my experience with that. Wow. Um, I would love that. I would. I sorry, I just hit the microphone. I would love. I the I I really love scary things that take place in houses. 
Mm-hmm. Like scary movies that take place mm-hmm. in houses. So the fact that, and like, I love Halloween. I love American Horror Story. I really like Krampus. So the idea of being able to go just like from house to house, like, and enter those houses yeah, is like. You would have, you would really love it. Ooh, that sounds right up my alley. Yeah. Um, I, I was, I was very scared and in the American Horror Story house, I had my eyes closed the entire time. So I was it like really, the, the brick, like murder house. It was all five. It was like at the oh. time it had been, I think five seasons and it was like, there were each part of the house was a different season. Oh, shit. So they even had like the freak show stuff and they had a room that had a strobe light in it. Uh-huh. So when you went in there, you couldn't, there were, and there were, actors in there who were being like the creature people from like freak show but you couldn't tell how close they were to you at any Uh, time because there was a strobe light so it was like they would be on one side of the room and then a second later they'd be in your face no no. yeah it didn't so what do these would they look like like regular houses from the outside or was it more yeah they don't kind of really look like anything from the outside because they're all constructed within Universal Studios, like the existing park. So it's like when you're there during the day, you wouldn't know that there were haunted houses all over the place because they do them in kind of, they have like some sound stages that they do them in and stuff like that. So it doesn't really look like anything from the outside, but then the inside is incredibly like decorated. Yeah, I was like picturing like a full on like suburban Mm -hmm. street where one house is like winter and the other house, like, I don't know. I mean, that would be awesome. That's not really um, realistic in terms of a budgetary standpoint. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's the legend of Krampus. He's, um, I, I wasn't expecting so much child eating and hell dragging, but that's, that's who he really is. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you're going to do like the full on fucking, uh, antithesis of Santa, you know, it's it's gotta go, it's gotta get pretty dark. Yeah. Because uh, Santa's pretty pure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So (laughs) before we go, you want to complain a little? I would. I'm. I'm debating what I want to complain about. There's be- just so many things. There's so much. And because I've been, we've been, I've been socking up complaints for our uh, New Year's episode. Mm-hmm. So, okay. This is kind of a minor, not so much complaint, but just like a confusion mm-hmm. I have, which is the concept of having a Finsta. Oh my God. So I learned about this concept when I was working at a summer camp. And a couple of the counselors at the camp that I work with, we follow each other on social media and they're all like freshmen in college and they have like Finstas, which is like, you have your regular Instagram account. Your Rinsta. Shut up. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. The real Insta is the Rinsta. That's disgusting. All of this is disgusting. I, and then the, okay, so you have your, I'm not even going to in like humor by, you have your real Instagram Finsta and you have, was too far, your but. fake Instagram. And I think that the point is so you can like post like jokey things and like yourself kind of, or like you can swear. Like, so if like your mom follows your real Instagram account or like, or you can like talk shit about people. It's just like this. Re- yeah. I think it's supposed to be like your Rinsta is your, is the kind of more like edited curated version of your life and the Finsta is kind of like, Oh, I'm being goofy. Like, Oh, I don't look that great in this picture, but like, it's not my real Insta. Yeah. I'm just like being, and and the thing is like, I will say like, I think that there can be some humor done in that. It's what's confusing to me about it is when it's used as a platform. Like, I don't know. Part of me is kind of like, well, even if like not everyone follows your Finsta, like you're still putting that out there on the internet. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's still there. It's not like you're not fooling anyone because you put it on a different account. <laughs> and I don't know, like I, as 
you and I both run multiple Instagram accounts. Oh my God. It's exhausting. I can't understand why you would ever choose to do that. Like I do it for a job, but like, I I mean, I think this is purely, uh, I think this is kind of like a high school college age phenomenon. Yes. Like not something that anyone I know does. Anyone our age. Well, I just, I can't. And maybe because we're about 10 years out of being in that headspace. I just, I can't even, I mean, like, well, we didn't have Instagram in high school. True. I just, I can't imagine the, the appeal of like, oh, like, let me create more work for myself, create more work for myself as I kind of like shit on myself in the process and shit on other people. Yeah. And it's like, there's so, there are already way too many social media platforms for all of us to maintain. So I just don't really understand why you'd want to make more, um, Instagram accounts. Well, speaking of that, (laughs) I have. So our last, nope, two episodes ago was our Dear David episode. Mm -hmm. And in that episode, we talked a lot about images surrounding that story. Mm -hmm. Um, By the way, more uh, pictures have come out and they're terrifying. Oh my God. Please go look at them. Please go look at the new Dear Dear David pictures. I forgot. Fucking disgusting. Yeah. Um, And I actually, and then we talked about some personal images that we Mm -hmm. have or or one particular photo that I have that shows what I believe to be a... uh, Ghost, and I've gotten now multiple requests that, which I would, I'm hoping to grant. Uh, grant, huh? <laughs> uh, we never introduce ourselves. <laughs> god so, damn it! No. Oh my god. On that note, I'm Grant Jacoby. I'm Bailey Bennett. That's oh, Bailey Bennett. Oh my god. And, but long story short, this is the most roundabout thing I could have said. Mm-hmm. That basically we're going to start an Instagram account <laughs> so that we can post photos. Yes. To. Uh, we can post basically so we can we can reference things in the episode and then you can follow us and see we what will we're put talking them there. about yeah since we've Yikes. done so much of this annoying like let's talk about an image for 20 minutes that you can't <laughs> see um yeah maybe we should do that as like a 2018 like start yes, of the new year absolutely let's do an so Instagram. this episode is coming out on december 26th so i promise you mark my words Unlike Bailey, I'm not a liar. By Lol. by 2018, you will there will be an RWF podcast Instagram account. Oh my God, amazing! Um, we also, I'm going to talk about my complaint in a second, but I totally forgot that I also wanted to give a few shout outs to people who have emailed us because yes. Julia Larson also sent us a ghost photo that we uh, okay. have to share with our followers as well we do and i was i I have that photo also because she gave that to me a long time ago like when it happened okay and so stay tuned yeah that's that's coming and and please send us your ghost photos we love please do seeing i love seeing. yeah we'll believe anything they they gross me out but i love them um but also wanted to give a shout out like way too many weeks later to a, a girl named Lydia who sent us yes. the nicest email and the, the literally literally nicest. cried reading it and she she gave us some great suggestions mm-hmm. um for future episodes so definitely Lydia if you're listening watch out we for love those you. in the future oh, and, oh, we, and, and we love you <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so as always the our email account is rwfpodcast at gmail.com please send all of your thoughts etc 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 your turn to complain i'm gonna sit back into the couch okay great um so since you talked about social media i'm gonna talk about social media too because um as probably some of you know i do social media as part of my job um and 
there are a lot of upsides to it. It's a lot of fun on a lot of days, but there are also a lot of frustrations that come along with that job. Um, and one of them is simply having to read comments and deal with a very wide variety of people on social media because I, because I manage social for a, a large brand. Um, there's a large slew of types of people that follow it. Can you give some examples? Um, <laughs> so, uh, anything vaguely political gets the haters just, you know, they come round. Uh-huh. Um, and the trolls will just, will come out. Um, so I, we posted something a few, like last week about how in kind of, it kind of related to the California fires, some really high winds had blown the roof off of Caitlyn Jenner's house. Okay. And we like did a story about that and posted it on Facebook. And I think you can imagine I know. people's reactions to it. And it just is really disheartening for me to realize that these people are out there. They're extremely vocal and they, they follow a brand that I respect, um, and work for. Um, and there were just a lot of comments about how we shouldn't be calling her by female pronouns in the story. Um, and like just people saying that they didn't care that her home had been destroyed and her dog was missing. Like, but then, I mean, at the same time, there are people that then come to defend her and um will will work against these trolls like it's 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 not even like it doesn't even have to be a story uh, that I don't it doesn't have to be a story like that it could be the least controversial thing in the world and people will find something to argue about well yeah i mean i feel like there always those like if you go to like any celebrities instagram or um twitter or like any social media and like they'll post like like lovely day in the park and someone will comment being like fist me daddy. And yeah. it's like, was that really necessary? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The best is actually the, uh, Ryan Reynolds on Twitter will mm-hmm. always respond <laughs> to, um, to some of those, uh, trolls, trolls where someone will, someone will be like fist me daddy. And he'll respond. I'm good. Thanks. <laughs> the thing is like, I wish I could fucking do that. Like I want to respond to all these comments yeah. so badly, but it's just not like something I'm allowed to do at work. No. And also, if you're going to co- go after Caitlyn Jenner, like, I feel like the trans issue, like, not, so sorry, it's not an issue, but for some people it is. Um, that's, I feel like it's kind of like, that's old news. Like, I know. like, sing a different story. There's a lot of many more annoying things about Caitlyn Jenner yes, that you can very true. comment on besides her gender, which I, I feel like it's like, we, it's been addressed. We talked about it. And like, how is Move it affecting on. your fucking it's not, life? It's not affecting your life. Yeah. We can talk about how she's kind of an asshole. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> but no, it's, yeah, so it's, that kind of thing just uh, bothers me on a, on a daily basis because I have to should. see it all the time. I that have to sucks. deal with it. So. That sucks. Um, but not to pity myself. I'm just saying it's <laughs> it's not the best feeling to realize all these tr- trolls are out there. But also maybe, maybe some of them literally are just internet trolls and are doing this like for fun. So Yes, I think a lot of it, because that's something that I think about whenever I see comments that are just unnecessary. And even if they're, sometimes they're just like weird. Yeah. And they'll just be like, buy me a burrito. and Yeah, or it's like written by a bot, clearly. Yeah. And I think that a lot of it is, yeah, it's either a bot, it's, uh, or it's people that are just like bored. And I think that when you have the anonymity of the internet, people feel like they can say whatever they want mm-hmm. without the repercussions of it coming back and like affecting them. So. Yeah. 
Exactly. No, they don't realize that some a person is on the other side reading what they're saying, and yeah. it freaks them out to realize that when like people like Ryan Reynolds respond to them. Yeah, seriously. Um. Yeah. So that was that was mine this week. Cool. Um. This has been a very rambly roundabout episode in a lot of ways. But you know what? We covered a lot. We covered a lot. We talked about a lot. We that's the, we remember Jean Bonnet. We remembered her. I think it's the couch. It's really getting to us. I, I, that's I'm gonna blame the couch. Honestly, like when we were sitting on those chairs, it was like we had to be. We had to be alert. We upright. had to be. We had well, to be ready. Yeah. <laughs> now we're just fucking lounging. Like basically napping. Like, this was. I'm this a, was. We've been asleep this whole time. Yeah. This has been like. Huh? <laughs> uh, this has been. Resting. Resting. This is sort of sleeping witch face. <laughs> Sleep talking witch face. Which I do. I sleep talk. I do too. Great. Cool. Another time. Another time. Another day. Another destiny. <laughs> oh my God. We gotta go. We need to leave. Um, bye bitches. Bye bitches. Oh.